I have that same hat. Oh my god, are we twins? Are we really But twins? not in not in black. I have mine in gray. Oh, okay. Well, but I'll same gray. hat. I'll same hat. Gray. What's going on, team? Adam here from Champion Builder, and we are here with Olivia Fallman, our special guest on the podcast today. And I'm going to let Chitty continue that introduction because she has a special connection here, and we're going to get into some uh, exciting information that's really going to help you uh, have some perspective and uh, allow yourself to step away from the game and look at what is really important to you. Okay, so... Chitty, take it away. Yes, yes. Hello, everyone. Okay, so it's really random how all of this kind of came up, but (laughs) it's so random. Um, So I decided that I needed a haircut, and I um, didn't, uh, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel like making an appointment back at home, so I went to a place in Ann Arbor that I had gone to in the past, and I just walked in. I was just like, you know what? I just need a trim. I'll just walk in. So the lady said, yeah, uh, someone will be with you in a minute. So this girl came up and she introduced herself as Olivia. And I go and get my hair washed, whatever, we sit down. And she goes, do you play softball? And then it just like conversation just took off from there. And obviously, you know, in those moments, I don't want to be known for softball. But it's I know, I was, like, I was like, do I even like say anything? You had to. Like. Did you know right when I walked in that I was... I did. So you tried playing it off for I the did. whole process of like, asking me. I, I have to bring it up, and I know it's going to be annoying. It's, it's not. Like, no, We're it's glad not. you did. Yeah, I'm so, yeah. I'm yeah. so glad you did, because if you didn't, we wouldn't be here right now. Right. And the thing why I, I brought her in, so it, I mean, we just had a great conversation just about softball and how it's kind of just how it is right now and the pressures of it and how some kids get to the point where they work so hard growing up and they get to the point when it's like you finally are going to go to college and then you just don't even want to play anymore mm-hmm. and so how do we you know like how do we help how do we help uh girls that are going through that right now how do we help avoid that what are some different things and so we're going to kind of um ask Olivia a little bit about her story and just we're going to kind of delve into just like what her experience was and um, just ask some questions and hope that some of you listening can relate and can make some changes to kind of help you um, through this. I mean, it is a stressful process, but it doesn't have to be. So why don't you just go ahead, kind of give us a little background about you and your sports history. Like, did you play multiple sports? Did you play just softball? Just kind of give us like a a brief little overview of like uh, growing up playing sports, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I played all the sports. Like, I had danced for a hot second when I was, like, really little. And then my parents, once I was in middle school, they threw me in, in elementary school, they threw me in, like, volleyball, basketball, softball. And, like, the thing that stuck most to me was softball. So I did the t-ball, coach pitch. And then once I got to the age where I could do travel, um, I started playing out of the PC Pride in Canton. Um, And then as I kind of built on getting better as a player my started looking into other teams and that's when I really kind of dove into it and started playing for like other teams like finesse out of Wixom and everything like that so softball really stuck to me um so I was always like competitive as a sports player like I really like doing it and softball to me like was the best option did you end up just picking softball and only playing softball and then yes so by the time I was in seventh grade, 
that's when I dropped everything wow. but softball. Um, and that's when the fielding coaches and the batting coaches and the pitching coaches, and I wasn't even a pitcher, but I, <laughs> my dad's like, you're going to be a utility player. And so I kind of ran with it and just tried to throw myself in everything that I could as far as softball was concerned. So that's when seventh grade was really when I kind of like branched out, but my main focus was like just softball. So when you were in seventh grade, did you have dreams of playing in college one day? I did. I did. And I looked up to like all the Michigan players and that's like where you wanted to be. Like as far as being like in Michigan, that is like you, you watch these girls play and you watch the U.S. teams and like, you're like, I want to be them. Like, I want to play like them. I want to do everything that they're doing. Like, and when you play at that level, when you really commit to it, like that's, you're on the fast track and that's it. Like. So, yeah. So when you did all your different lessons, okay, so you had your fielding coaches, all those things, like what was it like in that process for you? Was it overwhelming? Was it, did you, like, what what was My weeks were set for me. (laughs) They were set. So between the practices that I would would have, and it would depend on the season. So, like, if I was in season for softball, like, I would either have, like, practice every day, and then after practice I would meet with my batting coach or – winter I would have winter workouts every Sunday and I'd be there for two hours and I'd be seeing my fielding coach so like I would it'd be softball every seven days a week like every week so that to me like I didn't really did you realize it when you were in it how much it would not not when I was in it it wasn't until I really reached high school when like you said once you start getting ready to make a decision like if you're gonna play in college or not that's when I'm like this is a lot like and then you think like well when I'm in college I'm gonna be doing softball and then you're gonna be doing other things as far as academics go so that to me like I was kind of evaluating like I didn't have a life outside of softball like that's all I did Mm -hmm. so when when you get older and you can kind of recognize it more because when you're younger you're like okay like this is what I have to do yeah like my parents are throwing me in this and like I want to do it and then when you get good it's almost like a high of being like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to like be getting better. I want to be going out there and seeing my batting coach and being able to like hit the best or field the best and play with the best teams. So when I was in it, I didn't really think about it. But then when I had time to like myself and then it'd be like, oh, like I have to go to my batting coach again or I have to go to practice or I have to drive to Indiana like for practice. Like that's when I'm like, oh. It just caught up to you yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it caught up where I'm like, it was like a chore at that point. Mm. And then it conflicted. Also, it brings issues at home because I feel like everyone has a token parent. When you are when you play at a competitive level, like, you have that one parent that, like, takes you everywhere and, like... That's your bond. That's your yeah. bond. So mine was my dad, and, like, that would cause issues with us. And I think I told you, yeah. like... We, I would just, we'd be screaming matches, like, my father and I, when we'd be at the house, just, like, playing catch. Mm-hmm. Like, because he wanted you to be oh, better yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I know it's out of love. It comes, totally comes from a place of love, but, mm-hmm. like, it was, I was being pushed by coaches. I was being pushed by five other coaches. I was being pushed by my parents and my, my father mainly, and that just, to me, it's, like, it takes a mental toll, Yeah, you know? yeah. As far as, like, a physical one by just going, 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 but, like... 
it affects every area in your life and then well especially when you're doing it every single day too oh absolutely and that's where I feel like sometimes it's coming to at this point right now it's an, it's an everyday thing for a lot of these kids yeah, oh, and yeah. I, I think like the token parent the like one bond thing mm-hmm. is really something parents who listen to this have to be aware of oh absolutely like they need to step back and say how am I pushing my kid or how am I uh, influencing my kid to do something that I want them to do exactly versus something that they should want to do on their own and if they don't want to do it then we'll go dance right you know like do something different there's tons of options out there absolutely but i think they come from a place of love where this is the best thing for them i know what's best for them when in reality 20 years down the line they might come back and resent Mm -hmm. that push 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 it's almost the opposite effect that they think that they're doing good for you but really like because you're getting it from coaches you're getting it from all these other areas so it's like you don't want that from home Mm -hmm. and I know this like this podcast is not about me but this experience from what I had when I was a kid relates because in my opinion it was the turning point for me was when there was one moment after a travel ball game that my dad like got on me after the game it was right after the game and we were walking (laughs) back to we were walking back to the car and he didn't stop and I was just I was so upset and I remember after like we got home or whatever I told my mom I was like mom I can't do that like I cannot do that I was like like we we cannot talk about the game like that I I can't it's too overwhelming for me and I expressed that to them and I said like I I will talk when I'm ready like or I don't even know if I said that but I think that my mom realized that eventually if they just stayed quiet I I would start talking so and, and we talked about it later on in life and she said that you know once you said that it was like okay we need to back off and they did they respected that space and never mm-hmm. once did they come at me after the game we got in the car we got food we drove for a little bit I could kind of decompress and then we talked about it and it was yeah. fine and, and and it wasn't talking about it in a way of like well you should have done this better you should have done this he yeah. just asked me questions about well what were you th- like what what happened there like what were you thinking in that situation mm-hmm. so we could actually have a good conversation about it and to me that was support like that's that's what I needed as a high level athlete and they respected that and they did that for me Mm -hmm. so I was able to kind of work through that so there's an example for you parents like talk to your kids about it like ask them what do you guys need after the game like what works best for you and I mean I don't know you know like is you got something that you did not need yep and it just pushed you (laughs) completely factual but I don't know. It's just, and that's like, I can relate completely to what you said, except it didn't stop. Like, it was just like, and then it caused me to like look at my team differently because then I, my dad would kind of egg me on and be like, well, we'd be talking about other players and what they were doing and how I could have done that better. And then it just got Mm. to that like place where it's just like not fun. Like, I shouldn't be talking about people this way, or I shouldn't be viewing things that way. Like, it got way too competitive, (laughs) where it didn't need to be like that. Mm -hmm. And then it had me... I was looking at the game completely differently. It wasn't fun for me at that point. Once I got older, where I could, like, evaluate things more, and just, like, all about where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. and, like, how they're, like, talking to you, and, like, are you really curious, or are you trying to, like get on me about how I played mm-hmm. because once the game's over it's over right. did you feel that pressure from coaches too or yes coach I understand why coaches are as hard as they are because they want the best 
for their team and I completely understand that and winning's great and everything but like I've been benched in a practice before like you kind of have to hone all your emotions in too like Mm -hmm. so after a game like if it wasn't a good game like you kind of just shake it off you take your team huddle after you talk about it but like there's like obviously no crying or no like yelling or emotional so do you feel like you carry those emotions with you all day long yeah, in your everyday so life I like just got goosebumps and that's <laughs> like, yes. so that's what we've been talking about being able to shut it off mm-hmm. no one teaches these players how mm-hmm. to once the game is done it's done right no one teaches that anymore and no. I think a huge piece of this is a lot of the summer ball coaches high school coaches are fathers or were fathers yeah you know it's it's a lot of guys and the intensity they bring because they love their players can sometimes be way too hard and they need to understand that they could be the most positive male influence in these girls life you know they can show them what guys can be like Mm -hmm. instead of always on them always on them always on them like they we need to understand that as as males in the sport you know and right when you said that a male could be a positive influence so um marley powers she played at michigan together her dad joe powers was our coach and i'll never forget when he took over the team one before games he would have us lay down and we would do breathing stuff and we would breathe and then i remember after the games he'd be like ah it's all right what you know you're fine like let it go like he was just so chill with things and I remember thinking like oh Joe like come on like you know like no it's not whatever (laughs) but he was that way so it didn't continue to carry we went and had fun after you know whether we went hiking we went whitewater rafting and like it never carried over you know go out to eat with our team and just joke around and have fun and laugh and we still weren't talking about like we stopped talking about the game like we were able to shut those things off like you know Juice. Yeah, I have one last yeah, piece please. for this soapbox here. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that um, Coach Murphy at Alabama mentioned mm-hmm. to all the parents that always come to camps, the only thing parents should say once you get in the car is, did you have fun? And I love to watch you play the game. Yeah. After that, let it sit. If the kid brings something up, there you go. that's when you can talk about it. Right. But don't put the pressure on them to say, why'd you do this? When did that happen? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you play? Why is she playing over you? Because that just just creates drama Absolutely. when you don't need it. I love that 100%, and I completely think every parent should follow that, and <laughs> I think it's great. I don't know. It's just crazy. Especially, like, having it carry over and, like, what you said about how, like, when you dwell on it, like, it can go, it can, if you're in a tournament and then that you have one bad game, like, it could screw the whole, the whole end of the tournament and like the whole day for you the whole weekend for you the whole whole week week. yeah whole week yeah Yeah. so what's something that you could um you know tell these listeners these kids these parents like some like some kind of advice like what would you what would you say like you know now that you well first before we get into that like it doesn't end the end it's not all about softball because I would like them to know like where you're at right now because you're doing something that you love right now Mm -hmm. right yes so it's not the end of the world that you know that 
Olivia didn't get to go play college softball. It wasn't right. it wasn't the end of the world. I mean, she went on to find something that she absolutely loves to do. So there there is a happy ending to it. Oh, but um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like try to kind of how did that path take you after softball and kind of like moving forward a little bit? Yeah. So by the time I it was my junior year, I was playing for um, a team out of Muncie, Indiana. It was the Michiana Cruisers, and at that point, I was going to one practice a week because that's quite a drive from where I live now um and then I kind of was thinking I was got into like hair and makeup kind of in high school like I was doing my friends hair and makeup and that's kind of when you had to make a decision like about college and softball and everything and then I kind of thought to myself well I was never like the best student because I was all all sports so Mm -hmm. like I my focuses were a little bit different which is not okay at all but that's just how I was um as a person as a student and as a player but so then my junior year when I was kind of thinking about it I'm like I don't really like want to play softball and then I kind of was looking into cosmetology school and which is completely night and day Mm -hmm. like those are (laughs) two completely different things but I mean under that softball tomboy like I just I like doing hair and makeup it was really fun for me and so I quit which was really hard like halfway through my junior year I was like just dropped everything mm-hmm. travel like didn't even I didn't even play in high school like I didn't play my senior year in high school like wow you went yeah. cold turkey I That's did. Right. I did. <laughs> and that was kind of the inner high school like inner high schooler of me where I'm like well my friends are doing all these fun things like I want to go to hockey games like I want to go to football games like I want to hang out with them and like have a life and it's not like I didn't have that with softball but it was like very a very small portion of my you could have had both though I know and I didn't allow myself to and that's the thing like when you're doing when you're going at the rate that you're going and if it's very fast paced and if you put so much on your plate like you're right uh-huh. Because I think that we did talk about that, like, you could have done both, like, you could have had a But because it doesn't of shut it. off, you feel like you can't do both. Exactly, exactly. So, that to me, that's why I did quit cold turkey. I'm like, alright, I'm, I'm going all out, I'm doing it. And that caused problems, obviously, with... Um, all the money your parents spent and all the time and effort the heartache but I I honestly felt a little bit of relief at the end of the day I think mentally for me and that's when I kind of pursued a little bit more so by the time I did not accept anything from a university like I was like okay like I'm gonna go to cos school like I'm gonna pay my way through cos school I'm gonna do it myself and I kind of just took a gamble bit the bullet and I did it and now fast forward almost two and a half years and I'm working at a salon in Ann Arbor and I love it I love what I do I think it's amazing and I did help with my high school um team for a little bit in the spring and just keep, like I can still be in the game and like see other girls go through it which to me is awesome mm-hmm. and I can still have both and do what I love to do, but kind of still, like, be involved with, like, softball and everything, so that, to me, like, it is possible to still pursue what you love or what you love to do as a kid, but also have other passions in life and pursue those as well. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, just kind of 
feeling it out, doing everything, but it is possible to have a nice balance. And it's kind of unfortunate because I miss the game mm-hmm. so much. Like, I miss playing, and I see, like, other girls playing, and I'll watch it on TV, and I'm like... We've got cages here if you want to take some cuts. No, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm down. I'm all down. When I saw you, like, <laughs> rolling that up, I'm like, oh, my God, give me a bat. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's possible, and I do... I, there are a little bit of regrets sometimes, but I... You made a decision for yourself at the end of the day, I did. which is, was a huge step. And a lot of girls fear that, and then they get themselves in situations where they're miserable. Yes. And you, I mean, you did take ownership of it, mm-hmm. and I mean, could it have been avoided? Maybe, but at the end of the day, you still made a decision for yourself, and you're doing something you absolutely love to do, which is huge. I was looking at it very glass, half empty, which wasn't great but to me at that point in my life I just was so overwhelmed and I like that's why we're here like I just didn't know how to handle any of it so Mm -hmm. I just was like all right I'm done Mm -hmm. I quit I'm done had a good run and but yeah I mean it was kind of awesome what do you think could have helped you during that time oh that's a great question (laughs) I think just kind of what we talked about is having a little bit better communication and an understanding and agreement with my with my parents and I don't know just kind of having just as me personally like having a different mindset at the time and a better understanding and not just being a brat and being like well this this isn't fair like I like looking at it the way that I did very negatively because it made me not love the game as much as I knew I did how would you make it positive like what would you not being so hard on myself and I feel like in this sport in any sport I feel like athletes are incredibly hard on themselves so being okay with failing being okay with failing and I I've learned that even with what I'm doing now like you're never going to be the best there's always going to be someone better than you all you can do is your best work Mm -hmm. and if it's not enough it's not enough do better next time just like have a better mindset of things Mm -hmm. I think for me would have been a lot more helpful because I am a very like my emotions can dictate or they can make me like succeed in life and that's just how I am and I'm sure that there's other people that are out there like that that kind of let their feelings take over everything so just because a lot of it's me. Like, it was my decision, and it was the game I played. So, yeah, just little things. Because mm-hmm. those ones make the biggest difference. So I've got to ask this. Please <laughs> do it up. How are things with the parents now? Oh, my gosh, I love my parents. So Right, so uh, that's that's the answer I wanted. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was hoping for I was like, oh, please. Good. <laughs> so when did that, like, relationship go from it them being feeling bad that she stopped playing softball to coming to terms with this is what she wants to do I think my mom knew mm-hmm. it was coming because like you said when you like went to your mom after your that game that your dad was like kind of like that mother's intuition it, yeah, they, I, yeah. they have it yeah. she it really wasn't I was talking to her a little bit before I made my decision mm-hmm. and she's like honestly like I want you to be happy I want you if this is a decision I I wish you wouldn't quit but like so she knew mm-hmm. 
with my dad it was a little bit <laughs> it's almost like I broke his heart yeah. because like I was his little buddy that's that was our bonding thing mm-hmm. and he had been th- like he was taking me to everything so like that's right it was like for him now what do I do with my time like where is this gonna go and I want her to be playing at this level mm-hmm. and I want her to go to college and play and like it's something that he enjoyed doing as well but that took a little bit more time than it did with my mom yeah. for sure but there got a it came to a point where I actually sat him down and I'm like listen like it's it'll be fine everything will be okay like I'm trying to pursue something else and it just didn't work out um this time and I think after having that conversation, that's when he's like, okay, I can't do, there's nothing I can do about it. All I have to do is support her on her next journey. Mm -hmm. And that to me, like meant a lot that we could move past that, but still watch softball on TV or watch baseball and like Mm -hmm. still have a bond in a different way and Mm -hmm. be able to like communicate about things without fighting. Right. Which is awesome. That's great. So yeah, that's kind of. It's a good happy ending. That is. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, something that kind of I, that came up to in my mind as we were talking about all this was, you know, being able like as parents, like I, I know like all the traveling gets to be like a lot and it's expensive and all those things. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to be able to do other things when you go to the tournaments. Like, did you guys ever go do other things besides softball when you went to a softball tournament? It's not very convincing. <laughs> She's I got the look of no. On yeah, her face, because so. like I don't think so. so. I really don't think so. For me and like my family, like my parents always made it a point to do something in the area that we were in, whether it was I don't know, like like we would go when we dro- drive to places. Like I'll never forget, like one big trip we did was on the way to Oklahoma for my brother's um, game. Like we stopped. Or on, I don't know if it was on the way there or the way back. We stopped by Mount Rushmore. We went through the caves. Like, you know, some different, like, national parks or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Or when we were in Colorado, we went up to Mount Evans. Like, we just, like, made, like, a little family vacations within yeah. the, the, the tournament. So it didn't make it all about just the sport. Like softball was a part of the trip. It mm-hmm. wasn't the full trip. Exactly. Yeah. And I felt That's like awesome. that made a big difference for us as, like, you know kids growing up like we always did something fun Mm -hmm. and we did it with my teammates too so it kind of broke up all like the the game 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 yeah because that's i mean that's what i live right now you go to a tournament it's all game 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 like so it's good to make that balance yeah yeah i think that's that's awesome because i not having a straightforward answer right away that's that's a no that's a hardcore no um but yeah i mean i would have loved to have done that but so what advice do you have for people, for kids playing or parents who think they might be in a similar situation that you were in? Like, how can they get some perspective? How can they have that awareness and not just be, like, blinders on? I think not being afraid to talk about it to other people and because you think that it's normal to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So by not saying anything, you kind of let it just build up inside of you, which is, like, what I did and just just talking about it because Mm -hmm. like what we're doing now and knowing that like you're not the only person that feels that way like kind of get perspectives from other people and like how they deal with it or how they communicate with their parents or coaches and kind of just go from there because it all just starts with 
a simple conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. We all need that advice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just communicate. It makes a world of difference. Yep. Seriously, it does. And then you sitting down with your dad, I mean, communicating that out. Like, now you guys are in a good place. Like, it is possible. Mm-hmm. It's just you guys just need to confront it and talk about it. Yeah, not being afraid to have the hard conversation. Yeah, because at the end of the day, everyone, like, they're your kids or they're your parents, like... You'll figure it out. And once it's once it's all all said and done, you're like, oh yes, like you have the weight off of your shoulders, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, like I feel better now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you just go back to work. Yeah, I'll be good. And one more thing too is like you know you said you had your feeling coach, you hit it a lot. It's okay not to have coaches for everything. Like it really is okay. <laughs> like you're it gonna be really fine. It is okay. You know, like you're you can miss some practices during the week. Like you don't have to go to every single one and make sure you're there for all that. Blah, blah, blah. And then go home and do your homework yeah. and like yeah. take a break. It's okay. And that's okay. the thing. Like I never thought that it was okay to take a break. You feel guilty when you do take the break. So then even when you do have the break, it's not really a break because you're thinking about how I should probably be yeah. doing something else. Yeah, it's builds and builds and so builds. So bad. Yeah. yeah. To the point where you just want to explode. Mm-hmm. It's so true. So it's so true. You have anything else you wanna? Do you have anything yeah. else to say to the listeners? I don't think any so. Parting just piece have of advice. the utmost love for any game that you play, and just. And if your heart's not in it, your heart's not in it. Absolutely, like, and you know, like, you truly. I knew in my heart of hearts that I, regardless of everything else that was happening, I don't think that if it would have gone differently for me, I don't think I would be playing in college, regardless. Mm-hmm. Which, I just didn't have like at that point like a burning passion to play and I kind of wanted to look at what I really wanted in my life for a long haul and I knew I wanted to have a career in something other than just softball so just yeah taking back really look at the long run of your life and what you want and what you want to get out of everything that you do and everything that you pursue and just doing that so yeah boom boom Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. This was awesome. 30 minutes, too. Boom.